thingies doing the thingy thing. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah, that thing. Ahoy, hoy. Hello. So we are on our way back from the Owen Sound area. Actually, Owen Sound proper. We are yep. coming from today. We are. So, yep. And I rode in a place called... Kolapore. I can't pronounce it. I keep wanting to say Kolapore, but it's Kolapore. Yeah, think of Coca-Cola. Roller Cola. Or a koala bear. I don't know why I think of that, but it helps me to pronounce it. Koalapore. Koalapore, no. So, no, so... It's Kolapore. I think I'm going to be wrong after all this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Kolapore, which is... Um, a cross-country ski area. So, uh, there is, it's Grey County Forest, Kolapore, and then there's Kolapore Uplands, and it's all part of the same system. The trail system crosses both, and the trails seem to be managed by Grey, was it Grey? Grey County? Yeah. Grey Grey County Forest. Yeah, yep. so Grey County Forest manage the mountain bike trails and I believe they manage the cross-country skiing that happens in the winter and certainly they manage the signage and the trail maintenance. There's a lot of nice wooden bridges in there. Um, so Grey County Forest also manages Glen Elk, Klondike, which we were at a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, which is... Just um, to say, same same management? Yeah, probably. Well, it's also Grey County Forest, it says on the ah, so. yeah. Um, yeah, so Grey County Forest would have been a huge forested area, I suppose. Um, Do you want me to talk about the location just for a second? Yeah. So, just to mention, I mean, some people might know exactly where this is, but other people may not. So... Um, going up Highway 10, yeah. um, north of Shelburne, Flesherton, Markdale. It is pretty much directly east of Markdale, and you've got Kimberley, sorry, the Beaver Valley Ski Club, yeah. which we rode at, what, last week? Yeah, we did. Which is in between, basically, Markdale and Colapore. Which is definitely worth a visit on a dry day, but avoid it if it's wet. Yes, you did say. So we reckon that Colapore is pretty much exactly 30 minutes east of Markdale. Yeah. Um, all right, carry on. Oh, do you want to talk about the parking lots? Uh, yeah, there are four. Yes, sir. <laughs> Three have proper car parks. One is on the side of the road. We parked in the side of the road. Of course, one. we did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on back far on the dirt away from gravel road. It was an excellent spot. I will put a link to the one we parked at, but there are three others in addition. I, the signage in there is relevant to the parking lots, so the signage is interesting. I started off thinking, oh, this is just for the cross-country skiers, but actually a lot of the trails are marked with these wooden finger posts with yellow writing on them, with distances in kilometres, and... Oh, distances! Yeah, and all of the parking lots are um, waymarked, so if you do, say you do one of the blue trails and 
you think, oh, this is too much, or I'm running out of time, I need to get back to the car parking lot. <clears throat> if you get onto one of the wide green trails, you can literally then just follow the finger post and it'll send you back to where you started, if, as long as you know where you started. And I sometimes forget which car park I start at, but yeah, <laughs> it's, um, it's well way marked. And then the mountain bike trails for real. For real? Yeah. Are marked with. For truth. <laughs> are marked with uh, boards at the start of each trail. And I didn't see any no entry one way only today. Um, but you'll you come up to them and they're graded. So you have some green trails, blue and black, no reds. <laughs> and the way they grade them in there is uh, easy. Uh, difficult or moderate and then most difficult I saw for one of the black double black diamonds which I thought was hilarious most difficult um, and then some of the trails have names some of the names are on the fingerboards like Kevin's route oh yeah Kevin and then I, on here it says Kev's way Kev's way <laughs> um, and then Magic Mouse was another one I saw Wild a board for Mouse, it says on here yeah, I saw Magic Mouse. I didn't see Wild Mouse. Okay. Well, maybe it was Wild Mouse, not Magic Mouse. Anyway. Yeah, you might be right. I think I may have decided it should have been Magic Mouse. <laughs> uh, so, I, yeah, set off with a couple of hours to spare. I did eight miles and probably covered a quarter of what is rideable. It's interesting. So... I described it to Jessica when I got back to the car, who is still out of action with her dodgy leg. Um, I'm, what, 2.5 weeks in? Yeah. Woo! Um, it's like a mini Quebec, so mixed woodlands, so conifers, deciduous trees, i.e. trees that lose their leaves, and well-packed mud and loam, but then a lot of rocks, rocks. and roots and yeah. like the kind of rocks that are pedal height if you drop your foot so pedals level you're fine and a lot of long before Ontario long downhill runs that are excess of a minute I would say which is long for here um, but on a full suspension mountain bike I think you're using your full suspension because it's pretty janky on some of those trails and I don't tend to go down slowly so but it yeah the blue is not nothing in fact if you've ridden green in other places in Ontario and you turn up to ride the green just be careful of pedal strikes on rocks if you ride the blue the ups can be a little bit technical and tricky with the rocks, you have to weave your way or thread your way through boulders. And the going down, you just need to pick your line choices properly because it's not nothing. You can suddenly roll into a fairly large boulder and uh, be stopping dead. And then the black, <coughs> the black actually isn't as bad as the black is in some other places I've ridden in Ontario. It is just a bit technical to climb up and a bit difficult to weave your way through and then on the downs just a mixture of big boulders and roots as long as you kind of pick your line of choice properly and just take your time 
you'd be fine. So, big mix of trails, I would say. Sounds lovely. I'm sad <laughs> that I couldn't come. Uh, it's 24 degrees-ish today. It is perfect today, next to no humidity, not too scorch or hot. There was a good breeze, but I guess, I mean, you don't really get that in the bush, but... No, and a lot of uh, crystal clear streams running through that oh. place, which with little bridges and boardwalks to go over. Sounds dreamy. The bugs were brutal there. Every time I stopped, if I wanted to check where I was going or if I was going the right way, the, the bugs are just a little bit annoying. Um, yeah, especially the mosquitoes. Most of the junctions have number boards, but I didn't see any maps, so I wonder if you can download a map or get access to a map because there's these yellow diamonds which I think are probably for cross-country skiing but you if you once you learn the system you could probably pick your way back I would think fairly easily uh, and then I was chatting to three other people that were out for a big day and they were looking for another trail to link them to three stage three stage which is a big trail system up here that uh, we haven't been to yet, but that will be on the list at some point. Yeah, um, it's the next one over just east of Kolapur. It's a bit more bike parky, I think. But anyway, they were they they'd ridden Kolapur this morning. Kolapur, Kolapur this morning. Um, they were in there at seven, and it was probably eleven, I guess. So yeah. they'd done most of it, and they were then heading off to three stage to do that and then trying to get home for 8pm or something. So they were it's having, a big day. They were having a big day um, and they looked pretty beat already so hopefully they got through it alright. So yeah I think that's pretty much that for the bit of riding I did today. Not massive hills, just um, put it in a low gear and spin up fairly easily and then interesting descents one of those places that would benefit from learning it a bit. I think if you go a couple of times by the second time you probably get it get it dialed. But the right amount of trail maintenance, right amount of signage, all, all interesting and a feeling of being a little bit in the wild. Like I said, I saw three other people, that was it. Didn't see any hikers, no sign of anything else, just um, mostly had the place to myself. So yeah, so that's it on the riding front. I just saw a sign for wild blueberries and I was wondering, did they like go up to Sudbury or something? <laughs> like, I can't imagine, that, I wonder if there's some rocky hotspots up here like there was in Sudbury. Also, and if so, guess who's going to freaking find them? Also, the amount of effort you'd put into picking them to then sell them. Well, you what? sell them for a small fortune. Yeah, I would say. And people do buy them because they are painstaking to pick. They're like little balls of gold, Jamie. <laughs> Blue gold. Yeah. Anywho, sorry. That's okay. Um, on the mushroom front, nothing really. It was uh, a wild edible, but just not found by us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on the mushroom front, nothing much, which was weird because there was water, dappled light. It looks ideal, and I and I was looking as well because by now you'll have heard our last podcast where we found, or I found lobsters, which Jessica has cooked up into a stall. 
which she can explain in a second. But, um, yeah, I was pretty convinced I was going to find something, and I found nothing, which is often the way. So I even took my backpack, which I don't normally do. Well, isn't that just the way, right? When you don't expect to find anything, and you're not prepared, and you don't have a backpack or a knife, that's when you find the mother load. Yep. And then when you actually go prepared, you which get I did. skunked. Yeah, I was ready, and I saw nothing. So. I am also surprised, though, because driving up, like, down that dirt road to the parking lot, like, the forest looked, like you say, primo for mushroom territory. Like, lots of dead wood and that... Ah, uh, anyways, never mind. But you didn't say anything out of the car either, did you? So. No, but we're going a bit too quickly for me to spot anything. Yeah. I did know, seriously know. wonder about morels though because the um territory looked very similar to Awenda. It really reminded me of the road that we were on driving into Awenda Provincial Park, which is up the other side of the peninsula there. Um Yeah, just quite similar, eh? Yeah, no, so, I would agree. I mean I'm assuming like morels must be long gone by now. We're into mid July, uh, and they're usually like May. So, fat chance, Jess. But nothing. But yeah, and I thought, you know what? I even saw like quite a few birch trees. I thought since we've been finding all those birch beliefs, um lately, that maybe you would have spotted a few of those suckers. That. What were they? Scaber stalks. I think I saw one, but I think it was so old and bug infested. Yeah. Um, I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to go for it, so. So, that's it on the riding front. Um, and the wild edible front, because there was pretty well zilch. I mean, anything else I found, I found at houses in town, i.e. Um, raspberries. Uh, but you did make a little dinner out of the old lobster mushrooms. I did. Are you going to talk about that? Are you going to do that on a separate episode? I don't know. What do you reckon? I think add it on, I think. Right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so... Maybe the cleaning process. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk a bit about <laughs> that. That god-awful process. Um, so... This time... I did no dehydrating because we kind of just had enough for a a big meal of, I mean, I guess you could have separated that into two sittings, but we had it all in one to have a, just a luxurious lobster fest. Yeah. Um, so I did no dehydrating this time and uh, they were covered in dirt as Jamie mentioned he had to really dig them up out of the ground and um I did this time try I what did I have I had a, like several bowls going on a bowl of dirty water I could have used a bowl of cleaner water and then I had another bowl for kind of scraps and like I don't know off cuttings and dirt etc yeah you had a good system going. Uh, I, I don't know if it was great. And then definitely a tea towel and my tooth, my trusty toothbrush. And I kind of, 
like most mushrooms I would not recommend submerging in water because they could be a bit like a sponge and absorb it and hold it which I don't think is a great thing um, I mean even store-bought cremini or button mushrooms I would never wash with water I always use either a toothbrush or like a damp cloth or even a damp paper towel and I just rub them I never really want to introduce more water to mushrooms. So all that is to say that the lobster mushrooms are kind of so, um, well there's no gills, there's really no pores, uh, they're so kind of, they're hard but delicate and brittle at the same time, but there's not really a whole lot of spots where water can get in them. Yeah. Uh, like gills or pores is what I'm so I tried that this time to kind of submerge in water and then brush with a toothbrush and then dunk it back in and brush some more dirt off and this is where I say having then a last bucket or bowl of water for your final dip and maybe rub off I think that could have been uh, the final step there because it just it gets on your fingers and you're touching the mushrooms and then the dirt gets back on the mushrooms and, <laughs> oy, oy. and this time I even like did as thorough of a clean as I could and then set them all out to dry on just a plate even overnight and then I gave them one final little brush the next day before cooking there was still dirt in them so still um, trial and erroring ways of getting a bit better at that and I mean they are particularly bad because they do they're hang underground. Out under the ground and you just see the little red top and then you almost have to excavate them out, them out with the loam so yeah, yeah you do yeah so yeah not perfect but um but better you know what it was reminding me of kind of like the process of when you're breading something I yeah. think you kind of use like one hand to dip it in the egg and then the other hand for the flour to dredge it in. It was a bit of a scenario and system like that kind of going on. Bit of a process. A bit of a process. So, you know, definitely room for improvement. But um, I did the best I could and they were not horribly gritty, but, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say there was a bit of debris in our dinner still. Um, Nothing too crunchy though. I at least got rid of the big crunchy bits. Yeah. So what did we? What did I make? Um, I really wanted the lobster mushrooms to be the star, and so I, I kind of, uh, I suppose you could say, sweated or cooked, cooked for a little bit, sautéed, sweated. Um, the cut up lobsters in a pretty decent dose of butter and a little splash of olive oil and yeah normally I cook mushrooms on a super high heat not these kept it at moderate and for a longer period of time and then I added some uh, chopped shallot and some garlic until that was cooked and then I added I was making I guess a bit of a pasta sauce um, so I added a little, a few little splashes of cream, and I didn't have the heavy duty cream, I had just kind of regular 10%er, 
and um, oh and I also added some mushroom stock cubes I had some um, some frozen cubes of mushroom stock probably from pheasant backs in the freezer and I added one or two of those to the, the lobster mushrooms are not crazy on the mushroomy flavor they're like a mild seafood flavor and they can handle quite a bit of salt and or I would encourage like adding another mushroom dehydrated powder or or something to just kind of up, up it a little bit I think the homemade mushroom stock I cubes think, are genius anyway. But I actually think that that really enhanced my recipe and kind of, or our dinner, and got me to a flavor that I was like, ooh, this is pretty darn delicious. And it looked like a seafood pasta dish. Literally. So, yeah, the orange from the mushrooms actually quite dyes things yellowy orange, almost like turmeric or a curry powder. Um, so be careful, but it definitely dyed our butter and cream, so it was a lovely, yeah, shade of kind of mellow yellow with, um, and then rather than using pasta, I had some zucchini noodles that I'd, uh, I do them on the mandolin instead of a spiralizer, um, so I had some of those, and, uh, I whacked those in the pan just till they were ever so slightly the raw edge taken off and pliable and coated in the kind of creamy buttery lobster sauce and I was actually pretty impressed with how sort of seafoody that tasted. It was excellent actually. It was quite good. Then we had a little bit of extra creamy butter left on our plate that of course I refused to waste. So Jamie cut us a slice of our homemade mushroom bread to dip into the mushroom sauce and that was quite nice too. Yeah, the whole thing was an excellent treat, I think. Yeah. So anything else to add? Um, oh, I was going to say, I did take a photo of that. You could use it as the, um, the little thumbnail. thumbnail. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Even though it has nothing to do with the mountain bike trail. Well, it doesn't matter. And they were found at a completely different location. <laughs> I guess we got to keep you guys on your toes, eh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is helpful if you leave a review, five-star reviews, or don't bother. Uh, and there is a YouTube version of this as well, which I guess I will put a link up in some description somewhere so that uh, you can find it that way if you wanted to. We will probably have some stickers available and some t-shirts. Yeah, I finally got very... to drawing a logo. Yeah, very soon we should have something cool. Hey, yeah, so we went and saw Rob at Jolly's Ice Cream again. And uh, I think you had an equally satisfying I had experience. another one pounder. I personally am struggling with sugar a little bit at the minute, but um, I had a small one. Uh, and it was okay. So. Yeah, they had a new flavor today, actually. Yeah, the banana and strawberry. Was strawberry, it? banana. Uh, um, which was good, actually. Yeah. They definitely take their ice cream seriously. They including do. their cones. He seems to take everything quite seriously, to be fair. In a good way. Yeah, he's okay. Uh, he enjoys his scooping. He's serious about giving you a good experience. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well then, uh, until next time. <laughs>
get lost. <laughs>